This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move, and throws, and touchdown. Do this together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. <laughs> well, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Howdy doody. Kyle, the coach Duggan. Hi, guys. All right, gang. Well, uh, lots to talk about this episode. We're going to dive into the Kenneth Murray offseason woes. Uh, there's some players that we've signed on, and our Bolt Insight has the one and only Chris Harey, folks. Uh, something that uh, we've had him on before, and daggummit, we're we're bringing him back on again, Doubling kicking down. and screaming. Yes. So every, every year, we had him on almost like to the week last year. So I think it's like we have this time where he comes on and we catch up. It's awesome. Absolutely. He knows, we know, you know. Everybody knows. We just, you can just mark your calendar. each other. And he's like, you, you ready now? It's I'm time, like, yeah, right? I'm ready. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm born ready. It is time. Uh, and also a Craig experience, which I'm sure will be as enjoyable as they all are. But let's start it off with K9. Uh, the, this news that dropped in our lap. We didn't know what was happening. Um Kenneth Murray, folks, dropped a photo on Instagram that was just him, you know, pointed down his legs in clearly in a hospital and with the time of 1150 a.m. Like just just dropped it like not no hints of like, hey, guys, I'm off to go get my appendix taken out. See you later or <laughs> yeah, something you like bang my big toe or prayers whatever. for a quick good surgery like nothing. We had no clue. Just no clue. Tossed it out there. He knew what he was doing, and I don't appreciate it, Kenneth. Yeah, I didn't, wasn't a huge <laughs> fan of that at all. You know what you were doing, and I don't like it. You kind of gave us all a mini heart attack for a hot second. Like, yeah. like what happened? Is he like a car? Like he's bad... really into cars. Was he in a car? Yeah, accident? that's my, that's where my mind first went was some kind of yeah, car accident right. or something. I was like, shit. Yeah. I, well, and it, it reminded me of just last off season where it was again it was a situation of like oh yeah i went to go get a surgery for my shoulder right. i was like wait what right. the fuck like are you Came what are you doing yeah. like what Did happened back to back years he's done it twice now <sighs> kenneth 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 Can we're gonna it. have a talk um but after everybody was losing their minds he decided to share the story of what happened and so 
the story goes uh, of him saying, okay, so I see a lot of uh, people asking, obviously, why I just got surgery, et cetera, et cetera. So let me kind of paint the picture for you. LOL. Paint the picture. You Don't sassy. LOL this. This isn't something to laugh about. <laughs> um, so I got hurt two days before our Monday night football game, week four versus the Raiders. It was an ankle injury. I was running and my foot stepped on a goalpost pylon by the end zone, which made it worse and not your regular ankle sprain. I was down for a while around seven weeks, not being able to walk the first two weeks, then progressing back and uh, then basically dealing with the ankle for the rest of the year after that. So in the NFL, after your season is over, before you can leave, you have what you call an exit physical where they check you out. And whatever uh, you hurt during the season, they re-image like an MRI or an X-ray, et cetera, uh, to determine where you are and what's the next step. So obviously, since I had injured my ankle pretty significantly, we decided to do another MRI in January just after the season was over. It showed my ankle still had some injuries to it, but at the time, the suggestion from the team physician was to rest it for 8 to 10 weeks, and that should take care of it, and it would be good. So I did that completely deloaded my ankle for the first 10 weeks and also was working through ankle rehab to make everything stronger. After the rest weeks were over, I slowly started to ramp back up into running and that's when I noticed my ankle was still hurting only when I ran. So we decided to get another image MRI of the ankle and that is when we were able to see the ankle was pretty much the same and rest really didn't change the image MRI. Significantly, so that's when options started to be weighed and came to conclusion of having the operation. So, Fuck. as we kind of touched briefly on in the last episode, uh, the, the the news had come out about him having to go through the surgery. We all saw we saw him get injured, like the we were first at the, game, the right? Dallas game. We were yeah. at. He went down. Well, he also got else. hurt at the fan at the fan day that they had, like the that's right mm. where me and dad got to go watch from our seats for the first time. He right. got hurt in that as well. Right. Like the guy was hurt all year. I think he just never fully healed. His body does not want to heal. <laughs> it's kind of what I'm <laughs> well, gathering. Yeah. It just finds something else to hurt. It's like, oh, okay, you took you got surgery on your shoulder. Okay, well, guess what? Here comes your ankle. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, the doctor surprise. was the doctor was clearly like <laughs> going into the off season was confident that 10 weeks, he'd be good to go. Mm-hmm. His body was like, no, we're not doing nothing. Mm-mm. Need more. Anything. Back to the hospital, please. So it's just such a bummer. Like that's eight to 10 weeks that he could have had this done and be like, even right. more so rehabbed and ready. OTAs and all that. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that what they said that it's probably most likely going to happen? Well, I mean, if the guy had surgery on his ankles, I doubt he's going to be, Popped ready up, for ready May, to go June. in the next four to six weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's already April. Right. Crazy. So I, we kind of, again, touched a little bit on it in the last episode. Does that, do you think that forgives his performance and explains, know, it, it explains at least it. it? Yeah. Maybe yeah, it explains it why he's, it. It he's so it. grumpy on the sideline. You sure. Know, he's yeah, like, because my he ankle could, hurts. He, I could be out there, but my ankle's messed up. Right, like, right. It's just more of a frustration with himself and what's going on with him than it is, you know, not being excited for his teammates. Right. It makes yeah. more sense for that. Right. So, yeah. So everybody, it, 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 it's another testament to like, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And so right. people immediately will jump to like, he's not performing well enough. Get him out of there. Why are we keeping him? Why are we letting Kaiser White go? It's like, I think he's still a good player. I think you got to give this guy an opportunity. Like the the previous year, he played through a shoulder injury. 
And now this last season, he's playing through an ankle injury. Like, obviously, we want him at 100%, and I think there's nothing else for him to hurt. So he should be going into this. I wouldn't next go that season. far. There's still some yeah. things. <laughs> I'm just it's wishful Hopefully thinking. He's okay. That, uh, this is the last of it. That's I think this could be his prayers. retribution year if he can if he can just stay healthy and not injure anything. Um, I think this could be the year that he shows everybody that you know he was a first round pick for a reason. Um, yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited for him to prove that. Yeah, we all are. Um, all right, and then we signed another guy. Everybody, sound the trumpets. We got him. Was- <laughs> we got him. Troy Reader from the Super was- Bowl winning LA Rams. We got yeah. him. <laughs> I don't think this is Sean Merriman's allu- alluding to the no- next signing that we have. No? You don't think no. so? I don't think that Troy Reader was on Merriman's mind. Mm. It was kind of interesting that this happened like immediately following when we all saw the Kane right? news. Like mm, immediately yeah. following, they're like, oh shit. He didn't come back that eight to 10 weeks. He's going to be out longer. We need to pick up another guy. And it was like a one-year, really easy, simple contract for us mm-hmm. to pick up. And I don't I don't know much about him, but he apparently, you know, he's won a Super Bowl from what I heard. Right. I mean, honestly, when I looked at his stats, I don't know anything about his gameplay. So everybody just chill out for a second. Don't be like, well, dog, you're wrong. I'm always yeah. wrong. I'm used to it. Um, looking at his stats... Outside of the total amount of tackles that he got, which Kaiser White blew out of the water, they had kind of similar numbers as far as the amount of interceptions he got. I think he had a couple interceptions. Two. Two interceptions. He had two sacks um, and 91 tackles, which obviously didn't break, you know, 100. Kaiser White had like 148 or something crazy like that. So um, he's he's, not, he, we didn't sign him with the hopes of him being, being a Kaiser, uh, Kaiser White. White. No. Yeah. But I mean, if those if they're putting up outside of tackles the same kind of numbers, I think that's yeah. great. I think that, and we got a guy that has worked with Staley, understands yeah. his system, um, and will will contribute. I mean, everybody's saying like it's just depth. Calm down. It's like it is, but at the same that's time, okay. like it's a solid depth. Like it's not no, just no, a. Yeah, we've talked about that going into this offseason, right? We like knew the yeah. big pieces that we have. You have the Justins, you have the Derwins, the Bosas. Like we have the 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 big time studs. Now it's about creating an overall roster with depth. Mm-hmm. This guy is not going to be likely your starting inside linebacker, but he's going to play on every special teams. And yep. if somebody gets hurt, you need you need these guys. You need right. the Troy Readers to be there and play above above average so that you can win football games when guys are hurt. Absolutely. This this is one of those you look back at after a big game where he steps up that, wow, that was a huge signing that we had. Mm -hmm. It feels kind of like Kyler Fackerly from previous year. Sure. Like he could, he has potential and we'll see what he, what he does. Kyler, you know, Fackerel didn't really take advantage of his opportunity as much. So hopefully maybe uh, Troy will, will, do do well for us. I'm, yeah, yeah, and the guy, the guy's still young in his NFL career, right? Yeah. Only a couple of years in, coming out of Delaware. So again, a small undrafted school. free agent. He might just be hitting his his kind of his peak, moving towards that right now. He, yeah. he hasn't he hasn't gotten to where his best football is yet. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm I'm mildly excited that we got him. I mean, he yeah. he did. He was a Super Bowl winner. He's got a Super Bowl ring. So I I think he brings also that winning mentality. Uh, to the team that we've brought in with Sebastian Joseph Day and J.C. Jackson and everybody like that. So um, I, I, it's a total win for me in my book. Um, and if you want to win, you'll want to go <laughs> to chargerchat.com and check out 
All the sweet uh, stuff we have over at chargershat.com. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. And if you're so inclined to get any of those things, it really does help us out. Um, because again, we're we're not <laughs> we're not Scrooge McDucking our way diving into a <laughs> pool of gold coins Stoke here, coin. folks. We are we're I'm renting an apartment in Idaho, okay? It's not <laughs> I'm, I'm in not, the red in this spot. This isn't the yeah, life yeah. of the rich and famous, yeah. I promise well. you. So if you feel so inclined to pick up any of those items, it really does help us out. And you can also chat it up with other uh, Charger Chat cheers and uh, ask questions and ask both fam. So go check it out, chargerchat.com. All right. Well, now it's time to go on to the interview, folks. Bolt Insight, Chris Hayre coming in hot. Put on your sunglasses. It's about to get a little bright. As soon as that clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we're back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super lucky to have Chris Harry back on. What's going on, Chris? My guy. How are you, bud? I'm good. I'm good. Super pumped to chat with you again, man. Like, it's been crazy. A lot of things have happened since we chatted last. You got uh, your family's growing. We got our team's growing. Everything's growing right now. So, um, yeah. So what are your thoughts so far on, you know, what we've done this offseason? It has been wild to be a Charger fan. It has. And, you know, I think you couple that with just all the movement in the AFC West. It just magnifies it that much more. Right. You, you trade for Khalil Mack. And I think obviously that's the headliner to, to get a guy of his caliber on the other side of Joey Bosa. Um, the, the defense, it's clear, is the priority this offseason. We saw what Justin Herbert was able to accomplish. And I know Tom Telesco at the combine said that they don't want to take a step back offensively. And, I, and I'm sure that they're going to make some moves in, in the draft and maybe uh, during the, the latter part of free agency to, to maybe shore some things up. But it's clear that defense was the priority. And you start by getting a guy that Brandon Staley's familiar with in Khalil Mack and, you know, him and Bosa on the bookends, it, it's going to be something to, to see, man. I just, you hope and you knock on wood for health. And I think with Khalil Mack, um, throughout his career, he's been healthy. Last year, he, he only played seven games, but I, I do see him as somebody that feels like there's some sort of narrative out there that, that you know, maybe he's not the same player he was, and he's very anxious to prove everybody wrong. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. Obviously, J.C. Jackson getting him in the secondary, a guy with such great ball production, 25 interceptions with the Patriots. And then, you know, guys that fit what Brandon Staley likes to do up front, Sebastian Joseph Day, who he coached with the Rams, Austin Johnson, um, getting that defensive tackle rotation going. And, and those two guys are going to be a big part of it. So uh, excited so far to, to see how the Chargers have kind of reshaped their defense. And one of the things I talked to Coach Staley about was just the fact that this kind of fills Derwin up now. You know, Derwin has been the guy who brings the energy to the team. And he was spread very thin last year, playing so many different positions. Now you have a Khalil Mack and a Joey Bosa getting after the quarterback. You have a J.C. Jackson, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. in his second year. Uh, you have guys that, that can get their hands on the football. So that kind of unlocks Derwin to do Derwin things. You know, and we saw mm -hmm. that in, in his rookie season, first team all pro. Um, I, I think that he was spread so thin last year. This gives him an opportunity to kind of play all over the field and, and complement guys like Mack and, and Jackson in the secondary. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting this year with this defense because, you know, you look at a lot of these other teams we play against and you kind of have to pick your poison. We're going to attack this because it's a little softer. This defense is all poison. You're going to have to, I don't know how you're going to deal with this Chargers defense because it's so exciting. Yeah, you're right. And, and, you know, I think it's just a matter of of staying healthy. Um, You know, to get a guy like J.C. Jackson, especially in the AFC West, now I know Tyreek Hill has left the division, but Russell Wilson has entered the division. And he's got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. And Devontae Adams is now in the division. Juju Smith-Schuster. We know about Renfro. You got Waller and Kelsey. So uh, there are so many weapons in this division. You better have a corner or two or three or four, (laughs) you know, and and to get a guy like JC Jackson to go with Michael Davis. And, um, you know, I I talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, when it comes to Nas Adderley, you know, that that's another guy that I feel like can take that next step in Brandon Staley's defense, especially when he has that year under his belt in this system and bringing in a guy like J.C. Jackson. I, you have a lot of guys who have ball production or who have the potential to get interceptions and turn the ball over. Um, so the, the fact that the division is is kind of ramped up, um, it just makes this whole offseason that much more exciting. Yeah, it's like a deck of cards that's been so shuffled because, you know, Casey losing Tyreek Hill, that's a different team. Now, however you want to slice it, that is a different looking offense without him. And then the Broncos get stronger on offense. So it's like, it, it's tough as a Charger fan because it's like the year when all the chips are stacking for us. It's like all the other teams are bringing in the guns too. It's just, it's a little frustrating. It's like, finally yeah. we got the studded um, quarterback on a rookie deal. And now it's like, all right, guys, come on. Can you give us at least one year? <laughs> well, let's not, let's not forget about the Raiders too. I think the Raiders were a little bit forgotten in this whole division. And then they, they all of a sudden, boom, get Chandler Jones. And then they get Devontae Adams and Josh McDaniels, his second go around as a head coach. Uh, we know what he brings to the table offensively. So, I mean, I wouldn't count out the Raiders with Devontae Adams and Renfro and Waller and Jacobs in the backfield with Carr. So this division is just going to be really, really tough. I mean, it's I look at the AFC in general compared to the NFC and, you know, I can go down the line and you can make the case for double digit AFC teams to to not only make the playoffs, but perhaps win a game in the postseason. And and really all four teams in the AFC West fit that bill. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, to kind of go off what you were saying a little earlier about the secondary and coach, and coach even said something in one of his interviews where like, as long as I'm here, we're going to be looking at, you know, the secondary and kind of always trying to improve that. There was a picture that posted today of him at the LSU, um, kind of the yeah. they're doing their pro days, and he had a very intense look in his eye. Are we are we gonna get are we gonna swallow up some more secondary guys in this draft? Like what coach really loves his secondary players. Well, he loves his corners. As a matter of fact, we just I just did a podcast with Matt Money Smith and um, Rick Steratella of NFL Draft Bible, and that was awesome. the lead. We we talked about the fact that Coach Daly's down there at Derek Stingley's pro day and Stingley had a good day. I think he ran a four, three, seven 40. And um, he's one of those players that uh, is coming off an injury, but um, he's very, very, he's almost like a, you know, money brought up a great point. It's like, if he falls um, it's because people have maybe injury uh, concerns, but people had some concerns about Derwin and he mm-hmm. fell to 17. The Chargers are at 17. Who knows if Derek Stingley could be on the board because that's another guy who who's a game changer. And you hear Staley say you can never have enough corners. Um, imagine a, a secondary that has that guy Oof. with J.C. Jackson, Nas, Asante, Derwin. Um, but 
I think you're in a good spot if you're the Chargers at 17 because I think there's four or five different positions that you could really home in on at 17, feel good about, get a, a starter going into next year. And, you know, we forget, you know, when Darwin was a rookie, the team went 12 and four and you got contributions from that draft class up yeah. and down, you know, starting with Derwin. But remember Justin Jackson's big game in Pittsburgh, um, you Chenna Nuosu's strip sack in the wild card game. Um, right. Kaiser White, before he got hurt, started the first couple of games of the year. So we get excited about this first wave of free agency, but we forget that they have a lot of draft picks and there's going to be guys that they select in three weeks that are going to have uh, an indelible impact on the 2022 season. And you're, you're hoping that that pick at number 17 overall is an immediate contributor because that could be the difference. We talk about this AFC West and the AFC, how you draft in the production that you get from your draft class could be the tipping point as to whether or not you make the playoffs. Yeah, and it's such a different year for us this year because, like, the last specifically the last two years, it was like, we need a quarterback, we need a tackle. Like, it was very kind of it was easy for Charger fans to lock in on places we know, like, easy for us as fans on the outside to be like, oh, we need that, we need that. Now, yeah. if you look at some of these Charger fan mock drafts, it's all over the place because, like, we, we, we're in a very interesting situation this year where the first round, who knows? It's going to be such a you know great opportunity to do exactly what you said, bolster and have an immediate impact guy. And keep an eye on the quarterbacks too, because this isn't a year where quarterbacks are going in the first five picks. Um, yeah. Around 17 is where a, a team may be interested in a Malik Willis or a, a Kenny Pickett. So who's to say the Chargers wouldn't you know trade out of that pick and pick up the, the second that they lost in the Khalil Mack trade? Uh, there's a variety of directions you could go in. And I think that's, what's I think good about what the chargers see themselves at this year is that linebacker, you know, that mm -hmm. could be a potential option, right? Tackle. Imagine getting your, your right tackle, the future to pair with Rashawn Slater. Um, there's a lot of buzz about wide receiver, like, even yeah, though it's all over in, in, in Mike or in the mix, there's a lot of people excited about guys like Chris Olave and Jamison yeah. Williams potentially being there. Um, you can never have enough edge rushers, you know, and, and, and I, I say that because, you know, on the, on the surface, you look at Bosa and Mac, but you're going to need more guys rushing the quarterback than just those two, especially throughout the course of a 17 game season, defensive tackle you hear about Jordan Davis. So um, I, I don't think the chargers would be mad at, you know, getting a starter at like four or five different positions. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of see how the rest of the, the board plays itself out. You know, I've, I've been on record saying that, you know, you got to get that running back to uh, position figured out and whether that's the guys on the roster, like Justin or Joshua or Larry Roundtree um, or somebody in the draft. That's another, I think, position that you really need to identify and say, okay, is, is it somebody on the roster or is it somebody that we got to make a move in, uh, in the draft? Yeah, for sure. And then one other thing, maybe you have some more insight than us. And, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out the Odea Bushi and, and why, you know, where he's at, if he's coming back, like the offensive line, because he played so well for us when he was in there last year. And we're not really getting any news. Is there any insight you have on if he's coming back or if he's still rehabbing? Do you know any of that? I don't. I don't have any insight on that, but I we did a mailbag last week and I got a ton of Odea Bushi questions. I think a lot of people are, were excited about how he played last year. Yeah. Um, I, obviously, the Chargers are not done in, in terms of adding talent to their team, whether it's 
you know, free agency or the draft. So, you know, I'm sure over the next few weeks, this is where, you know, everything kind of settles. And then you kind of look at your roster, you look at your cap space and you make strategic moves based on the upcoming season. So um, I I wish I had more information on O'Day and and kind of his prospects next year. I don't, but I I have gotten a lot of questions about that. And, you know, as, as I should, you know, I think, you know, kick returners and other position that I think folks are wondering what the chargers may do there. Is it somebody who's on the roster now, or is it somebody in free agency, the draft that they're going to identify? So there's still pieces that need to be put in place here before we get to training camp. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely like a sprint out of the gates. And then we kind of started walking after we got yeah, those big yeah. trades. So we just got to be patient, everyone. Just be patient. We're going to get our roster together. But um, well, let's get you out of here on this, Chris. Like what, you know, what are you most looking forward to this season? Like what is something that you really, really got your eye on? Man, well, uh, a couple of things. I, I think the offense Joe Lombardi's offense in year two, but yeah. I, I really want to see how, how it takes shape. I, I want to see the emergence of Joshua Palmer. Um, I, I want to see how Justin builds on that chemistry with Mike Williams and, and see what happens in the running game. I, I truly believe offensively this Chargers team needs to run the ball better to sustain drives, to control time of possession, to keep the defense off the field. Um, I, I've, I've said it so many times. I just I don't consider Austin Eckler a running back. I just consider him an offensive weapon that you could play on all four downs, all over the field. Um, they need to identify that that running back that can get you some tough yards in the red zone um, on third and one. Um, so the evolution of the offense, and obviously um, the defense uh, and, and how it's going to look in terms of run defense. Um, how the secondary is going to look in terms of turning the ball over. Um, There's a lot that the Chargers kind of started with Brandon Staley in year one that I think has an extra gear, both offensively and defensively. And frankly, special teams too, with a new special teams coordinator and Ryan Ficken. Um, You you saw the difference when Andre Roberts got on this team and and Dustin Hopkins got on this team uh, around Halloween, um, the production of the special teams. So many young guys played on that special teams unit. A lot of rookies last year. They all have an experience, a year of experience rather under their belt. Um, how are they going to look in 2022? Um, special teams players in, in the draft. Um, that's going to be such a huge phase of the game that, that the Chargers have to get right this year if they want to make a Super Bowl run. Yeah, well, we're excited. It's uh, the 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 buzz is palpable. You can feel it in the Charger fan community. We're just excited. So, um, Chris, we really appreciate your time, man. You know, we love your podcast. Love everything you do over there with with Matt Money. We look forward to it all the time. So, keep up the awesome work because we we'll we'll take all of it. Same, brother. You guys do awesome work too, man. I I, I said it to you know I was doing another Chargers pod a couple of weeks ago. I think it's great that um, there are so many podcasts and, and fans that are passionate about this team and there's enough pie to go around to listen oh, to all yeah. of them to get all that content got all the flavors you gotta Absolutely. do it you get whatever you want there's a lot of us we got all the flavors man but you guys do awesome work and uh always appreciate coming on we appreciate you chris and uh hopefully we'll talk to you soon no doubt thanks man <laughs> chris that 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 smile is so bright i can't i had to put on my sunglasses for that because that was just 
that was a beautiful smile you had there, sir. Thank you for sitting down <laughs> with my man, Kev Huggin Duggan and, and, uh, and chatting with us about what to look forward to. Like it, it has been a hell of an off season. One that we, again, I mean, we're, it sounds like a broken record. I think at this point, just how crazy this off season has been, but to remind us that it's not over and right. going into this draft again, we do have a lot of picks. Um, we traded away that second, uh, obviously for Khalil Mack. So we're emptying the second right now, but there's nothing to say that we're not going to give away some other ones to get back up in the second. So God, who knows, only man, time will tell, but only time will freaking yeah, tell the fact, you know, Chris taking the time to come chat with us. Like the dude's awesome. Yeah. Uh, no. If you're not following and listening to the chargers, um, podcast and all the stuff he does over there, yeah. you're definitely missing out. So, um, yeah, thank you again, Chris. We appreciate it. Thank you, you Chris. It's awesome. Appreciate it so much. Um, all right. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. You know them. You better freaking love them. It's the Craig Experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Craig Experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Uh, CC Gang, the biggest of salutes into the rest of the boat fam. What is good? What it doing? What it does? She got Craig in Texas. And yeah, welcome to another edition of the Craig Experience. Let's go. So what's popped off since we last chatted? Chargers have a new return man, which we touched on last week. They did decide to go younger with the Mr. DeAndre Carter, who was one of the league's better return men last year. And if you're kind of looking at it from a comparison standpoint, um, it's either a net positive or sort of a break even when you combine kickoff return yardage and punt return yardage. He's a tick below what um, Andre Roberts was as a kick returner, but he was better in regards to punt return yards. So it kind of works out. So again, if you can keep about the same level of production and uh, get a little bit younger, nothing wrong with that. So again, want to say thank you to Mr. Andre Roberts. You were the spark that uh, special teams unit needed because we all know the first quarter of the season was very ugly before you showed up. Uh, also again, last week, we talked about that LSU pro day, which was approaching and now has passed. And I didn't know that uh, BSB was going to be in attendance, which says a lot. We know what the uh, main attraction was there. It was Derek Stingley. We saw some interaction between he and Brandon, and they put him through a little bit of uh, work out there as well. Uh, the kid performed really well at his pro day, so kind of like I said before, I'd be shocked to see him get anywhere around 17. But look, I'm going to tell you the truth. This is a Brandon Staley guy. So if Stingley somehow fell around 14 or 15. I would not be shocked if the Chargers picked up the phone to see if they can will and deal something. Maybe a second round pick in next year's draft and number 17 this year. If you got to sweeten the pot a little bit with maybe say like one of those three sixth rounders you have this year or something like that, you could probably make that work to move up two or three spots. That would be magical. And uh, he's one of my favorite guys in the draft. I mentioned that before. It's no secret. So mm, do I see it happening? not going to say that I do because I honestly would kind of be shocked if he got beyond 12 but uh I mean we've seen stranger things occur so keep that in mind 
And uh, wow. The thing that kind of set Charger's Twitter ablaze and various chat rooms and, you know, Charger's conversations everywhere, I guess, is Kenneth Murray posting a picture in the hospital. Nobody really knew what was going on initially. I know I tweeted it out and uh, just kind of looking for some answers. And then lo and behold, I believe his fiance uh, put out you know, a message just saying, hey, keep Kenneth in your prayers. Uh, he's going into surgery. And then we come to find out later on, he tweets out a picture of himself in a wheelchair with a big cast around his leg that he did, in fact, have surgery on uh, one of the ankles that was giving him issues last year. Now, a couple things to ask yourself here. It's really just kind of putting things in perspective. The dude was dealing with a lot. Apparently, he was running on two bum wheels. Um, he had uh, his adopted, one of his adopted siblings passed away last season. So he was dealing with a lot. So again, you know, kind of want to, you know, take all those things into consideration in regards to everything that he was dealing with. But where I'm a little kind of weird about the situation is, is like, why was a dude that was running on two bad ankles put in a game in crunch time against the Raiders where it was a win and go home situation. And after the game, it was said that he was the best coverage linebacker, which is why he was on the field for Kaiser white, which I mean, we all kind of know that's not necessarily the truth. Kaiser white converted safety guy who's used to playing in coverage was probably actually the best coverage linebacker we had. And Kenneth Murray actually didn't do that in college or high school or really in the NFL to this point. So, yeah. But anyway, again, the timing of it is kind of weird. He gave an explanation about everything. So just hope that he gets a speedy recovery and time to get things rolling going into next season. Hopefully he's ready by training camp. Um, Chargers, coincidentally, uh, saying that uh, tongue in cheek, <laughs> brought in Troy Reader, uh, linebacker from the Rams just last year. And I guess there's the familiarity there with him having played with the Rams. And uh, I guess he was around when Brandon Staley was there. I didn't check on that quite yet. But, uh, I mean, kind of got to put two and two together. The Murray news comes out. They sign a linebacker the next day. Hmm. Could be for depth. Could be kind of like as a safety net. Who knows? A lot of people aren't big fans of Reader with good reason if you go kind of look at some of his numbers some of his play on the field not your first option for uh one of your starting linebackers probably not somebody that you want to try it out there uh come september as a starter we'll get to that as time goes on and as those things develop we can chat more about that then but for right now just is what it is i mean outside of that um, I guess another thing that I kind of want to talk about is the news that there's like cautious optimism that uh, a Derwin extension is going to get done here before the start of the season, which is cool because mm, Derwin's on the books this year for what, like nine, a little over nine mil. If they get an extension done, what that could potentially mean is that some more cap space is going to be opened up in 22, which whether it's before the draft or post-draft gives you some more leeway to bring in an additional free agent or two potentially maybe a significant free agent signing 
who knows to this point but there are still some really good guys sitting out there in the uh, free agency pool with no deals in sight none that are really buzzing around the league at least at this point no real news has been made about it but it would be ideal to me get Derwin locked up because you know you're going to do it anyway and the longer you wait the more expensive he's going to be I mean you can see the way these deals are kind of being formulated every week price tags are going higher and higher and higher and uh the value of the safety position you can thank Jamal Adams for this is kind of starting to go crazy a little bit too so I mean we know what kind of player Derwin is we know he's basically the heartbeat of the team and if you notice a lot of these deals right now are kind of being placed around the time or kind of up as far as the contracts are concerned around the time that a rookie deal for Herbo is up that's not a coincidence either so we know the cornerstones of the team defensively Bosa and uh, Derwin and offensively Mike Williams deal is kind of one of those that I was talking about is up around the time that uh, Herbo's deal is up too so they'll probably be looking to do something with that or we'll, we'll see where that goes y'all, y'all know how I feel about that but we kind of know who are the staples of the offense and defense who they're looking to keep around long term and then like contracts they're looking to kind of maybe sort of manipulate to see whether or not they can keep it or get something cheaper, younger, more affordable blah 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 around the time the rookie deal for Jay Herbo is up so there's that but you got to keep, I was going to say 33 around, but he's not 33 anymore. He's three. And yeah, again, to remind myself, I have to buy a new Derwin jersey. But look, I can ramble about this all day long, but that's not really fair. I'm taking up enough of you guys' time. So thank you again for joining me here. Um, until the next time, hopefully some new news comes out. And we're now literally just over two weeks away from the draft so uh i'll be dropping some more information and thoughts about things that i would like to see kind of some guys that i think the Chargers might have their eye on at 17 if they decide to stay what i would do there i'll kind of start letting that out here in the coming weeks because we're getting close enough so i can stop teasing and just do it right so until then y'all know what it is it's mr bull gang or do not bang mr top underscore flyt3 over on twitter and catch me at charge to the game on the flight deck that's my youtube channel thank you guys for subbing up i appreciate it come stop by check out your boy until then y'all know what it is be good okay love you bye Craig, when did you turn into such a ham bone i freaking love it man <laughs> i love the graphics the stickers <laughs> yeah. show up and over the top yeah qualities yeah it's awesome a- there's more production value in the Craig experience now than there is in the entire <laughs> podcast. So <laughs> stop it. making us look bad at Craig for Pete's I sake. Um, but he brings up a lot of interesting points. I think uh, it is kind of like whatever Staley wants. Staley gets. <laughs> um, it, it might be that situation. If he, if, if Stingley really is that guy in the way that Craig just, explained it it's like yeah yeah like you could see us make a move to try to try to get him higher up uh or play the play the telesco way and wait to see if he drops to 17 i'm so sick i'm so sick of the draft speculation (laughs) (laughs) if he's really his guy i mean we don't know but if he is hey go up 
You but never know, you man. You never know. Maybe we don't. I mean, we just see if he falls. It's just or conversation. Maybe we move back and he falls farther. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to be Kyle the Coach Duggan, you can just put your head in the sand until April 28th. And when the time comes, turn on the TV uh, and you'll find football. out. Yeah. Like, who is this? What? Stingley? I, 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 Trevor Penning? I don't know who that is. Pretty um, much my my attitude towards the draft. <laughs> so it's safe to say we won't have a draft uh, mock draft this year. Probably safe to say. Wait, we'll have an episode and we'll be excited and talk about the guy that we do pick. But <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I just That's why Kevin said mock draft. Yeah, yeah no, mo- no so, mock drafts. There's so many ways that this could go, but like, so many ways. Everything points to yeah. If I think if he's there within a couple of picks, we might try to put together a package to go get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see because, again, with the way that the offseason has gone, it's not something we've ever seen before. So to see something like that happen, I mean, yeah, I know we moved up to get Kenneth Murray, but we still had the pick of Justin Herbert prior to that. And I'm trying to think of when the last time was that we just moved up in general to get a guy it's like just our right. first pick. More so rare for the ninja. Yeah. Tommy so Steve. and with Staley, you know, behind him. Might not be as rare as and we Chris think. Harry even said yeah, it. Yeah, a little puppet action. confirmed it that looks like this whole offseason has been about the defense. Building yeah. the defense to what it needs to be for us to go to that next level. So mm-hmm. it's exciting. It I is can't exciting. Wait. Can't can't build wait it, to, to see what happens. So um, yeah, everybody go check out Craig on, on YouTube. Charge it to the game. Uh, awesome to see his channel slowly growing and I want to I want to see it get bigger because yes, look, did yeah. you see the production value that Craig is bringing high quality Come on, okay guys. it's yeah. fireworks Murder. and confetti and he's going to have tigers on the next one I don't it just <laughs> it's going to be crazy so uh Craig thank you as always for coming on and chatting with us here at charge chat um and that's pretty much going to do it for this episode folks we are as Craig said we're about two weeks away from the draft so two more weeks Kyle we'll get through it I promise just hold my hand maybe and, uh, <laughs> Happy Easter, <laughs> happy everyone. Another hiatus. Yeah, happy Easter. Yes, everybody. happy Easter. Uh, everybody, go find those eggs. You don't want them to go bad, I promise. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us here at Charge of Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.